welcome to today's message. We are so thrilled that you are watching and joining in in this message with us today. Our prayer is that as you listen, as you watch, that you would be impacted, that the words will become alive in your own life, that the words will be a light in your own path. And we pray that the spirit of the broadcast today will lift you, encourage you and strengthen you. So as you watch today, we are praying for you. Be blessed. I want you to know how well pleased God is with each and every one of you today. God is so pleased with you. He loves you completely. And I know we've been singing the song and you've been singing to God, but I want you to receive from God that you are incredible. You are amazing. You are handcrafted. You are tailor-made. You are a masterpiece. Some of the challenges and some of the setbacks, they do not disqualify you from the grace of God. No matter what your 2017 was, 2018 can be better because God is better. And I've been inspired by Moses' life, and I'm going to use him as a launching point to talk to you. But before I talk about Moses, before we talk about this new chapter of 2018, let's just review this last year. Whether this last year was a year of pain or pleasure, whether it was a year of health or harm for you, whether you had breakthroughs or whether you had tragedies, whether you had heartache or whether you had an amazing last year, what you need to realize is that God was with you every step of the way. Even when you didn't feel God's presence and you thought he was a million miles away from you, the fact is that God never leaves you because of what Jesus has accomplished for you. So I want to speak past feelings and past emotions and get past the experiences and the filters that we use because we're talking about Almighty God here, somebody. We're talking about who God is, that God created you. And so I want to look at somebody who struggled and had a long season of life, not understanding what God was doing in his life. You see, Moses' life is built up in like three neat compartments. It's so well organized. 40 years when Moses was raised and educated in the pinnacle of powers of Egypt. He went to the University of Canaan. He was, he was educated to the utmost degree. And then he messed up and spent 40 years on the backside of a, backside of a desert. And then finally 40 years delivering God's people. Each one of these compartments have lessons that we can look at. And for time's sake, I'm just going to focus on three of them today. We don't have time to get into all of it. Otherwise, we'd be here through all 2018 because there is scripture after scripture about Moses's life. But let's get this started by firstly focusing on what I wanted to talk about, which is found in Exodus chapter three. Exodus chapter three, verse and here's the context that Moses had finished that first portion of his life and now he's, he's moved from being the second in command of all of Egypt to now he's a shepherd. What a job promotion. Going from the pinnacle to a shepherd, going from the strength of having all these other people under him, now all that he looks after is a bunch of sheep. You see, God's promotions don't always look like man's promotions. God's promotions don't always look like it's, it's neat and tidy and it all fits. But, but the very thing that Moses needed most was to find serenity and peace. You see, he had 
struggled with anger and with striving and trying to take his destiny into his own hands his whole life. And so God gave him the perfect occupation to get him ready for the next stage of your life. And I really believe this. I believe that 2017 was your setup in the mundane moments of whatever you were facing. It's not by accident that you're here today. No, no, God is trying to set you up for something. And here's Moses, and he's just struggling as a shepherd day after day, year after year, 40 years. And then, and then we find, we jump into the story in uh, Exodus 3, verse 2, and here we go. There, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. And Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought to himself, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush doesn't burn up? You see, see the miracle that Moses was looking at, the burning bush, the miracle was not that the bush was on fire. The miracle was that the bush had not burned up or burned out. And here's what I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to understand. The Holy Spirit wants us to understand what it's like to live life without burning out. Because society keeps us so busy, it's so easy to burn out. But I need you to know this church, that there's life in these old bones yet. There's life in your old bones yet. There's something in your life that God has not yet finished with you and there's life in you. So, so when the bush is on fire, then it's not burning up. Moses said, that's a strange sight. So what does he do? He marches all his sheep over and he gets closer to where that bush is and he does this, and this is the first thing I wanna draw your attention to. He ponders, he ponders a burning bush. That's what he does, he ponders. You see, for a long time as a shepherd, he was able to ponder his life. Now this word ponder is not something that we use. Some of us talk about wandering, but pondering is very important. Let me define pondering because if I don't turn to this definition, I'll just keep on going without establishing this principle. Ponder means this. It means to think about something carefully, to weigh it in your mind, and to reflect on it, especially before making a decision or a conclusion. So here on New Year's Eve, this is a great opportunity for you to ponder and put a pause in today or tomorrow before you get back into your work week. Probably many of us go back on Tuesday, but to ponder what 2017 has brought you. And, and that's what Moses was doing. I believe he sat down there, he got all his sheep up and he sat in the heat of the fire. And when he was watching the burning bush, four things happened to him as he began to ponder. Firstly, he, he was told by God that this is holy ground. This is holy ground, he said, take your shoes off. This is holy ground, okay? Now, when you ponder, this is what I wanted to ask you to do this week. This is your homework. Everybody up for homework? All the young people said, crud, he's giving us homework in the house. I know. But this is our homework. Our homework is to create some sacred space. Now, if you're like me, creating sacred space is, is, is hard because, you know, you know you're, you're, you're with, you got your cell phone with you. Somebody sends you a text message, or if you're like me, you got your sports scores updating to your phone all the time. And these days, it doesn't just land on my phone, it lands on my computer, it lands on my iPad. 
So everything starts beeping at me, and I don't know about you, but, but, but I have to create space away from distraction. Otherwise, I can't, I can't focus, or you know, one of my kids are running in the room, and I'm, I'm like, I'm in the zone, I'm focusing, I'm thinking, I'm prepping about for, for something, and then my concentration's gone. And then what happened with Moses is he created a sacred space so that he could hear God. He created a place by giving reverence to God that this is holy ground. Today, this day, let's dedicate it as holy ground to, to God. This day, this, this, this New Year's Eve. That's the, that's the first thing that God was like, holy ground. And, and then the second thing is this, is that he revealed himself to Moses as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In that revelation, God showed Moses that God was working behind the scenes, not in the past days of his life only, but in the past generations of his life, going back three generations. And if you're like me, you're a first generation Christian. When I first came to know Jesus at 19, what I didn't understand is how forensic the hand of God has been going back generationally. And guess what? God's hand was going back in Moses' life so forensically. And God wanted Moses to know, Moses, you're turning up here today, but I've been moving behind the scenes for many, many years. And he established that with Moses. The next thing he did is this. And God says to him this, I have seen the misery of your people. That in 2017, if you've had a tough year, if you've had a year where there's been more tears and more fears than there has been triumphs and joys, God has seen every part of your pain and he loves you immensely anyways. And, and God wanted Moses to know that he wasn't there to judge him, he was there to love him. And so after that, finally, then God said, okay, now Moses, now I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you. So now Moses is left pondering He's pondering this sacred space with God. He's pondering that God was the great I am, that God had been moving behind him. He's pondering that God has seen his deepest concerns and cares, and that now God was trying to send him into his future. I mean, this was his pondering phase. And as I draw these principles out, this principle of pondering, start pondering your last year. Like Charlotte talked about naming your year. Start pondering, what would you like to do. And in your pondering, this leads us to my next point that I wanted to get to. In our pondering, in our asking God questions, asking the Holy Spirit questions, that leads Moses to the next principle, Exodus chapter 3, verse 21. Exodus 3, 21 says this, and I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed towards you so that you will not leave empty-handed. And it goes on to finish that chapter by saying, and so you will plunder the Egyptians. Pondering will lead you to a place of plundering. Pondering will lead you to plundering. I don't know about you, but I've had some difficult moments in 2017. I've had some times, even though it was a great year, I had some moments in 2017. What I'm asking for in our pondering is you go back to your deepest pain, your deepest situation, and then you plunder that situation for good. 
You go back to your deepest pain. You don't run from it, but you identify with your deepest pain and you bring that in your prayer and in your devotion and your discipling or in your counseling or wherever you're at in your journey. You bring that to God and you say, Holy Spirit, help me plunder my pain for your glory. Help me turn around some of the deepest situations in my life for victory and for breakthrough. See, plundering is what God was trying to get Moses to understand at the burning bush. At the very burning bush, they hadn't even yet, he hadn't even instructed anybody yet about what he saw. But God was trying to open his mind to the possibilities of plundering. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to open your mind to the possibilities of plundering. You see, if you're like me, if you're human, when I'm talking about plundering, we're reminded of our own mistakes, our own shortcomings, our blunders. That's why I like to look at them that way. Our, our mistakes, our, our shortcomings. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the obvious sins that everybody thinks of, the sexual immoralities or the, I'm talking about the obvious things. I'm talking about the little snares that trip us all up. After you make those big steps of faith and you turn away from those, those sins, then we deal with our thought lives and we deal with our shortcomings. We deal with our angers. We deal with our reactions. And that's why I like Moses because, because Moses was so real. You find his life again and again. He'd get angry and he'd screw up again. You know, it's just Moses. It's just Moses. He'd fall out with his family. He had a sister that was around him. He just constantly was just, he was the meekest man that ever lived, but he was, he was struggling in his humanity. And, and as we look at his journey, he began to move forward. And, I, and as I was thinking about Moses, I was reminded that we just don't live in the Old Testament anymore. We live in the fact that Jesus in his resurrection, we got to remember that, that we're living in a post-resurrection mentality, right? So what that means is this. The devil is bound because of what Jesus Christ has done. I need to mention that so that we don't get so Old Testament in our thinking, right? So what, what it means is that the, the, the devil has no authority on the earth today. He has no zero, zippo. The earth does not belong to the devil. It belongs to Jesus. And if you have Jesus in your heart, the earth belongs to you because of Jesus in you. Now what that means is that the devil is an usurper. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's trying to get you to, to think that your prayers don't matter. That, that your worship doesn't matter. That your life doesn't matter. That your insecurities would dominate you from the, for the rest of your life. No, no, no. Before we get into the best life now, before we get into that, let's all understand this simple fact that it's time for us to wake up to the power of plundering. You see, plundering is about, it's, it's about going back to those past experiences and making them count. After you ponder and after you plunder, after you do that, that will lead you to a place of wonder and, and an amazement about how good God is. But you've got to do this. That rat, that little rat, if I can give you an acrostic, take that old rat and replace that rat with this. Replace and trust. We pray that this message today has helped you right where you are. We pray it's been a word in season for your life and for your family and your relational world. 
We're praying over you as you walk away from this broadcast that the seed would go with you, that there'd be a strength that would be in you. We're praying over you and your family and we know that together when we lean into the Word of God, He illuminates things that before were dark. He brings hope where there was no hope. That's our prayer about today's message, that it would be just that for you in your journey. We love you and we can't wait to be with you next week.
Your name. 